the sports staff of the Holland Sentinel. This is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zatarazny. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel sports staff's podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. And we had a long weekend of high school action um, in a lot of sports, but the longest was by far track and field. Easily. Um, I know we talked a lot about track and field and what could happen. State championships were won by individuals and by local teams, and almost by local teams. And we did not talk about what could have happened as far as lightning striking. Oh, gosh. So yeah. we had uh, our meets, we had three three different uh, severe weather delays um, at the Division Two meet, um, which put the... Uh, some of the field event kids there for 13 hours and some of the reporters too not naming any names um it was just kind of a crazy thing i've never experienced anything quite like that where there's so many different breaks that you don't know how long they're going to be usually there's you know even if it rains steady for two hours then it's done yeah or you know little sprinkles here on and off or whatever three different thunderstorm groups coming through yeah, all different yeah, all in one day was just a crazy crazy thing the meet had to stop and start uh three different times i felt very very bad for the runners especially the sprinters um who had to get loose different times um but yeah it was just kind of crazy but it was also kind of epic it made it a little more epic yeah um it did so i was at the division two meet and the Zealand West boys won the state championship, so congratulations to them. Uh, they won both sprint relays. Ethan Brooks won the 300 hurdles. Uh, they did great. And uh, on the girls' side, Holland Christian got second. Once um, again. Yep, led by uh, Jillian Feeney, who won the mile. Michelle Kuypers was second. They went 1-2. They also both placed high in the 800 and won the 4x4 relay to close the meet. Uh, Zealand East was third, real close. Um, they scored both their sprint relays and scored some major points in the throws. Not like we're surprised by that. Um, Taylor Waterway won the discus. And um, Aaliyah Bovey was third in the discus and second in the shot put. Um, this after her ankle injury, which obviously disrupted things. Um, I know that was frustrating um, for her. But still to finish that but, high on an injured ankle. That's it was incredible. It was incredible. Good. Um, it was incredible. And uh, Taylor Waterway put in a great performance too. Um, the, I'm going to miss watching these throwers, these Taylor Waterway and Aaliyah Bouvier specifically, these seniors. Um, their best throws, I know we talked about this in the office before, their best throws in the discus would have made them eighth and ninth in the boys meet in division two in division two yeah yeah in their own division so if they threw their best throws Aliyah Bowie would have been all state in the boys meet and Taylor Waterway would have been one place away from being all state in the boys meet that is insane that's how great they are I mean they that are is fantastic. insane um so uh the boys did pretty well too um Aiden Taylor got third in the discus, and in the shot put, Boone Bonama got fourth, uh, Devin Ramirez got fifth, and Taylor got eighth. So they scored three in the shot put. 
Um, so it was, a, it was a big day. Lots of things going on there. Uh, Hamilton was there too. Uh, their sprint relay scored, and Rhea Blood got third in the 100 meters, which was very exciting. Um, I think she was going into the meet. She was seated 12th, and she got third. So that's a pretty big that's jump in the sprints, jump. especially. Um, yeah, so it was a lot, lots of things going on. Uh, very impressive day that everybody could handle what they handled with the weather and everything like that. Um, and then, uh, Chris, you were at the Division Three meet with Saugatuck and Black River. Yep. Um, I was at Jenison, so I wasn't too far away from Zealand, but we had a similar weather pattern that day as well. Three delays, the, the first one around noon until about 2.30, and then the second one, middle of the day, four or five, and then it wasn't very long. And then the last one lasted two hours. And I, I know that we were probably 15 to 20 minutes away from finishing the entire meet when the last thunderstorm rolled through. And and which then, was a two-hour delay for yeah, us. Yeah. It, Same it started thing. at we about were, 6.30 for us. We were three events away at our meet. Yeah. yeah it was just crazy. It and was then a you, long day. And then it, it really didn't affect the team scores for my meet. Whoever, where they were, was kind of ended up where they were. Yeah. But it really affected yours. It did. Um, you're, it, I did. Mean, it was all coming down to the last, the last um, event, especially in the boys' meet. There, tell us a little bit about how that all played. Yeah. out. Yeah. So because we um, we also cover the Iona paper as well, um, Palm Westphalia over there, um, we had we had covered on on Saturday, and they were doing really well. Um, and Sagatuck also was up there in points um, for the boys. Gee, Sagatuck and Palm Westphalia duking it out. Sounds Who would have guessed? Hmm. Odd. <laughs> So in the girls' side, um, P Dub was was pretty far ahead, um, but it, they needed to place in the four by four in order to win. If they didn't place, there was a chance that they could have been jumped for the state title. Now they finished fifth, and so that secured them a win um, in, in a state championship. But on the boys' side, P W had thirty eight points, um, Sagatuck had forty four, and Ithaca had forty five going into the final um, final event, which was a four by four. Um, and then Brad Dunn subbed in in the 4x4. He asked specifically to sub in for the 4x4, and Rick Bauer, coach, said, yeah, do it. And he had just come off winning two titles in the hurdles, in the 110 and 300 hurdles. And so they needed to finish right around eh, eighth place or so, and they needed around a 331, 330 to, to get a chance at even winning a state title. They went 331, but in the final... Um, heat of the, I think there was four or five of them. Puamo Westphalia went from uh, sixth place to third in a matter of 200 meters and won that event to finish in a tie for second with Zagatuck instead of first. And Ithaca? And Ithaca won. won. And it was one point, right? And it had both point. teams. Yeah. Ithaca did not run in the 404. They had no relay team. So, so they, they were already, watch it. they were they just had to see if anybody could yeah. catch them. Wow, that must have been crazy. So if Puamo Westphalia had finished two places below, they would have finished third, Sagatuck in second. But Sagatuck, Brad Dunn, gave them a chance to, to potentially win. It just a couple of other races ran How a little faster. How often do you see three, three teams within a point? But that was That's, what a finish that was. It, yeah. in, under the lights, in the rain, it was the kind of finish you want to see in a track meet like that. After the long day, mm-hmm. this is what you stay for. Right, for sure. That's very exciting. Uh, that's very exciting. So um, we had some other things this week, too. Soccer, um, Zealand East girls won their first district title ever. Yes. Uh, they lost tonight in the regional, um, but still a great great season for them. Um, that was huge, especially they got some, a great senior class 
but they got a ton of young kids, young talented yeah. kids on that team too. That's going to be exciting to watch uh, them keep growing. Um, it was a great season for them. They played a fantastic season. They ran into a really good Spring Lake team that I watched them play um, Tuesday when this podcast is being recorded. They just didn't have enough, and Spring Lake was a little bit better, and that's okay because the talent that I saw on the field, the seniors were were great. Obviously, Hope Hope Steenwijk, uh, Meg Morehouse, and uh, Sam Putnam, yeah. kind of the, the three that anchor each side of the of the field. But Paige Westra, as a freshman, she had multiple scoring chances against an incredible Spring Lake team, and almost put two in the back of the net. She's got a great future ahead of her on, on the Zealand East soccer And then team. Haley DeCavers is only a sophomore. That's you right. put those two together, they're making plays. And Kennedy Boone Sauter is only a junior. She'll be a senior next year. So they're going to be pretty yeah. ferocious up front. Yeah, for sure. To uh, give us the old John Shillito quote, they make plays. They do. <laughs> uh, they make plays. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting to watch. Um, so that they were the uh, Black River soccer still going. They did. They won. They won their third district in a row, and they won their regional over tonight. Uh, four nothing against Michigan Lutheran down from St. Joseph. So they'll play in the uh, regional final on on Friday, Friday. at six thirty at Portage Northern against Kalamazoo Christian, which usually is ranked most of the year. So yeah, I think they've been eliminated by Kalamazoo Christian the past couple of years. It sounds. Yeah, it seems like I feel like I went to Portage to watch that yeah, last time. Yeah, uh, a year or two ago. So um, good luck to them, though. That that's a great run. Three districts in a row. Uh, it's really uh, even when you think they're a little down for them they put it together at tournament time that's really impressive uh, then we had the, the tennis tournaments um, in West Ottawa finished 10th in Division 1 they had uh, a good amount of kids win a couple matches um, and then Holland Christian finished 5th and they had uh, Hope Rhodes at number 3 singles made the final um, and then they had their number four singles player, Marissa Baker, and then their three and four doubles teams uh, made the semis, uh, which is very impressive. Um, especially at four doubles, their their team of uh, Sophie Mulder and Brandy Stadema, they haven't played together all year. They they have, you know, Hong Christian has a you know a strong team. They're f- they're f- they have a fifth doubles team. And the 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 four players that sometimes play four, sometimes play five, split time with each other. Um, so all could be in some of the scoring events, um, and then they kind of figured out which fit best moving into the tournament, and uh, it worked. I mean, they played well together at conference and regionals and made the state semis. That's uh, that's okay, pretty incredible like, when you're trying to piece it together throughout the season. That's a great so, accomplishment for them. Yeah, so that's a good good finish by both uh, Holland Christian and uh, West Ottawa at the state tournament. I mean, top ten teams. Yeah, being in the top ten teams in Division oh, One is very impressive. Absolutely. Um, considering mostly the same four teams kind of hijacked the top four sp- yes. four spots. Um, well, Holland Christian was only thirteen points away from from winning a state title. Yeah. So the couple matches go differently. They, they're in there. They're in the top five. They're they're way up there. Yeah, so that's so. a great that's a great season for them. Yeah, for sure. Especially when we weren't really sure because last year was a down year for them. Yes, with a youth movement, yes. and then that youth got a little older this year and uh, much more experienced. And they did really they did really really well. So they're they're still they're still on the way up. I think because um, they're all I'm, I think all four of their singles players will be back next year, um, and actually most of their doubles players too. So it's they're they're going to be doing some things. Um, speaking of Holland Christian tennis, on Monday they uh, honored 
Coach John Canuster, uh, for his retiring after 30 years. And they named the pavilion at their facility, the Canuster Pavilion, uh, which is very fitting. Um, he has put so much time and effort in there for years, helped get that place built, uh, the new tennis facility. Um, I was actually here for a couple of years before they had that facility, and it was a lot different, let me tell you. Uh, so that was that was huge, a huge accomplishment, and just you know, 30 years of, of coaching. Um, and, you know, he's he's coached state champions individually. They've won team. They've been team runner-up. They've been regional champions a ton. 30 years, that's a, ton. a lot of success. Yeah. And the, with, with the girls, it's been 13 to 15 years. They've won conference. That's um, that's pretty good. That's unfathomable, um, really, with, yeah. how, with, how, with the turnover they have and the, the teams that are in the conference. Right, right. And it's not like the other teams are bad either. Yeah. I mean... Hamilton's, good. Hamilton's been good. Zealanese has been really good the last couple of years and actually ended one of the streaks last year. Yep. Holland um, has been good. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, they've all had conference. their years. I mean, some of them are up and down here and there, but over the course of those 15 years, each one of those schools has had, you know, two or three great years also. Um, but yeah, but so hats off to Coach Knuster. He was always um, great to work with. Uh, he was always a straight shooter and, uh, you know he means a lot to the community, and uh, that was really nice for them to honor him in that way. And it's very fitting that that name is going to be up yeah. in the pavilion. Uh, he, didn't for, want, he didn't even want that either. That tells no, you no, no. He doesn't ever want. He, he doesn't ever want the. He doesn't ever want the thing. Uh, he doesn't ever want the the credit or the spotlight or anything like that. Which is, which is nice. I mean, it's good, and that rubs off on on the kids. Um, but yeah, he he deserved it, and there was no escaping it this time. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, but yeah, so. Um, speaking of people moving on, um, we, our our good friend here, Chris Adarosny, our assistant sports editor, uh, this will be his last podcast. Um, he'll be with us a couple more weeks, and then he's moving on to greener pastures. At least I hope they're greener, um, or at least the same green. Uh, I hope so as well. <laughs> so, um, so Chris, what I wanted to uh, share with the listeners and readers is just... Uh, you know, you've been here three years, a little over three? Just around three. Just almost three almost years. Almost three years. Um, lots of stuff been here. And I uh, wanted to get uh, your take on what your, you know, what your top moments here have been. I mean, obviously, you've gotten a couple of awards, um, which have been yep. big. And, uh, you know, been a really big part of our, our staff. And we appreciate all the hard work and uh, and diligence, but also passion that you brought to the, to the table here. Um, so... As a little kind of farewell here, at least podcast style. Like I said, he'll be here a few more weeks now. He's not gone yet. Um, he better not be. Uh, <laughs> Certainly not. You're on vacation. Soon, I gotta go so. on vacation before he really goes because <laughs> then right. I'm gonna be. Uh, the be the call will be happens. raised. We'll just say that. Um, yes, indeed. So, what are what are some of the things you remember? Mo- will remember most, and some of the best things that you covered here. Well, I haven't. I'd like to make a top ten for like different pro college high school. But I made it all-time top 10 um, just this morning as I was kind of thinking about it. Do we um, need to do it, David Letterman style? Uh, <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Number 10 um, is actually <laughs> very recent. <laughs> it is it is uh, last year's um, West Ottawa's um, historic run in all the sports they had last year. Oh, yeah. It was really fun to cover that from football to hockey. And basketball. Basketball, yeah. swimming, tennis, baseball, all of that. Yeah, you saw a little um, bit of each of it, really. I mean. Yeah. It a little closer at some of them, but still. Certainly. To see that sustained success in one at one school in multiple sports to me was, was so impressive, and I'll never forget that. 
Um, so so hats off to that those players from that that school year. Super that, fun to that watch. That. Um, it was it was incredible. I mean, you saw the swimming as well and tennis, right and so. tennis. I mean, when, and when you get the the a lot of the players that I mean, they were good in basketball for a few years that rose up to that. Same with football. Same with hockey and swimming and tennis. Really. Those those moments allow you to actually, as us as reporters, to get to know a lot of the kids a yeah. lot better because there's a lot more big moments. There's a, there's more interviews over the course of a year when teams go further. Um, there's more stories that evolve out of that, and uh, that that's I'm sure that that doubled the pleasure. Yeah, it makes it easier to interview because they know you more, like you said, and and the, and it's so impressive how how kind of interchangeable they are in each sport, how good they are. Any sport, I mean, Bosma that is comes to mind. Van Dyke, Xavier um, Wade. We have Wade um, Burns. I mean, just so many great athletes that I can just name off the top of my head for the right. for those teams. There's plenty more. Uh, it's it's it was fun to watch. Uh, number nine for me was was Holland's uh, state championship soccer team. Well, that was um, super first fun one. too. That, that, Lost Dutch, uh, Lost Dutch. The the culture they had, the camaraderie, the just how how humble they were, but how excited they were when they won the state title and just. The, I don't know. They were just easy to talk to, and it was fun to see that hard work pay off for them mm-hmm. after so many years of of working at it and trying to get better and better and better. And the senior class, when they won that year, that was their goal. When they were eighth grade, they saw that they could win a state title, and they they kept at it and they worked at it and they did that. And I'll never forget because it was at Comstock Park and it was in the rain in early November, really cold, and they didn't care. They just went out there and played their hearts out, and they won. And that was uh, fun. I know you're uh, an awesome column that won an award on on that team. It was um, a super fun to cover. I mean, they were same thing where a lot of those kids were emerging stars for about three years on that team. So you, we got to know them, um, which was really cool. Yeah, for sure. So that was that was number nine for me. Uh, number eight was going down to uh, Bloomington, Indiana, and covering Hope. Uh, Against Indiana. Against Indiana. That was a fun exhibition. trip. Road trip. It was a good, fun road trip. Uh, I really enjoyed that because we got to be in just an icon of, of an arena, of a stadium, and, and seeing all the banners that had been won there and hung up there. Um, and Hope was leading for part of that game, too, which well, they was played, really cool. They played pretty well. well. They played a lot better than I thought and than anyone else thought. I mean, it was an exhibition game, and then, you know, Indiana did yeah. what they needed to do yeah. obviously but that was a really big turning point i think for hope's program too at yes. that time they had a lot of younger players um new co- relatively new coach yep. at that point uh specifically one of those players Mitchell. was riley lewis from williamston he was i think a freshman that year mm-hmm. um and he kind of was just getting his feet wet under a couple of really good players and yeah we weren't really sure what uh, we were going to get besides dante hawkins and harrison blackledge yeah. and then that a lot of people emerged in that game even if even if they got manhandled a little bit at times yeah they held their own and that yeah. was really big and they got to live out an incredible experience as well i mean you're a division three player playing at a division one school one of the one of the most iconic schools in basketball college basketball history right in so, the arena still the old arena i yeah. mean it's been facelifted a little bit but it's Certainly. still the old place there's still like there's it. still you can still look and be like hey that's where that chair flew across the court yep. you'll know it it's so that was number eight for me uh number seven was uh number 200 the hope calvin 200th game that was super fun. Uh, I mean, there's been so many rivalry games that we've covered between the men and the women, but that number 200 was was by far and away the best one for me. For sure. It was another close game. It was packed house, but also all the buildup leading up to it, yeah. them picking their all-time five, starting five on both sides. 
and the excitement level for that rivalry was at a fever pitch because yep. uh, because it was number two hundred and everyone wanted to win two hundred. So. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else that no one really, you know, some players will live up to the moment. Other players kind of sink. Nobody sunk. They all rose. Yeah, they all played at their highest possible. All rise. Which is really awesome. Yeah. So that was a really fun, uh, fun event. Uh, number six for me, uh, a little personal. It was covering uh, Luke Witkowski, Holland native, his first game and only game at Joe Louis Arena. That happened to be my first um, professional game that I covered there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his team won. He played a little bit. He got in, like, a few scraps. And uh, kind of just experiencing that for the first time was, was pretty cool. Um, number five was uh, running with Sagatuck. The, oh, uh, yeah. It was my first I year here. that one. My first year here. They were they were number one in the state. Uh, they were highly ranked in the country, and they had a lot of great runners. And, and being a former runner, I really wanted to see what it was like. You know, seven eight years after I'd finished <laughs> running high school cross country, uh, what it was like to run with the best team in the country, best team in the state. I'm pretty sure much. it was a little painful. It, it, a it little, was a little it very queasy. Was. <laughs> I did I did a long run that I got maybe half of their mileage. They went around eight. I think I, went, I did like three maybe or four. Uh, there was one day we did sprints on the on the field and pouring rain. I was freezing my butt off. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it was really cold that day in late October. Um, and we did another long run around Saugatuck, and that was, you know, they were doing like 10 miles, and I was like, okay, I'm good at four. I'm good. Right. And but still. The, the speed that they go at, even for a long run, was incredible. And they went on to win a state title. So it was really cool to see the progression of them throughout the season. Um, Very fun. It's always fun we get to do that. We We should... Try to do some more things you like did that. I got to like get that too. As well. I got to get in a little bit more shape. Well, I did, I did the Dare Dan series like ten years ago. Maybe it's time to get that back in here. I think it might be. Um, but then I did the. I played against each of that Holland Christian tennis team when they were back to back top four teams in the state. Uh, they had the same the same kids come back a second year, and instead of trying to come up with new angles of stories for them, I thought let's find out what makes them each good and play them. Yeah. And it was. It was super fun. It gives you a different perspective, a unique perspective as to how hard they train and how good they really are. Right. You never know because you're standing on sidelines and and you're just impressed at what they can do. But until you start practicing with them, you just never know. For sure. And then it's uh, the respect is mutual. Then the athletes respect you a little more for trying it. Yeah. I did once uh, way back when, not that I'm trying to hijack the spotlight from you, Chris. I'm Uh, curious. (laughs) (laughs) One of my first years here, um, you know, I obviously know a lot about swimming. Um, this has been established um, and it's been beaten into me here living around here but I didn't know a lot about diving so I went to a diving practice when West Ottawa had four division one divers that went to division one colleges for diving in wow. the same on the same team I went to practice with them to see what that was like and I'll give you one word of what it was like painful uh, I, bet. I bet but but that was but you got the respect for trying it Yep. You know, and then, uh, you know, then you still have that. I mean, I still see some of those kids around town or around social media now, and they'll be like, hey, remember when you flopped? Remember that time you flopped? Um, Yes, I do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was really cool that you got to run with Zogatuck, too, because that's an iconic program, and uh, it fit your skill set as well as being a former runner, and I thought that was pretty fitting. It was one of the first times I I had met Corey Gorgas. I knew him, but he wasn't the number one runner yet for Sagatuck, and now he's going to Northern Arizona in the fall. Um, One of the best runners probably in the country. I mean, if you're going to Northern Arizona, you're probably one of the best. Yep, that is a running mecca. And I... I know that uh, I gained some respect from him on, on that, even though he was he's a lot younger than I am, and 
still one of the best runners. So it was cool. Very cool. Uh, number four was um, the International Champions Cup of Soccer. Man, you versus Liverpool at the big house. Oh, um, yeah. That's another one. It was nice that about. I uh, I was able to go back to where I kind of started my career in in, in college and uh, to see some of the, two of the best teams in the world play soccer. That was really cool. Very and cool. I kind of developed some Liverpool fandom from that as well. Which nice. Is, which is pretty nice. That's very cool. Uh, number three for me was uh, the Griffins Calder Cup title. Oh yeah, that's right. The only one, the only game that I covered for the Griffins that entire my entire career until the past couple of years um, was winning the Calder Cup <laughs> on the ice uh, at Van Andel and Grand Rapids, which was really cool. I'll never forget the champagne shower in the locker room that I got sprayed with, um, being on the ice when it happened, and and the crowd when it was like the first year the Wings were off the playoffs, so it was really. Uh, everybody big, shifted it was a big yeah. deal so uh, there were sellout crowds the rest of the playoffs and when that that when they won the place erupted like it was the joe or, or somewhere else mm-hmm. so that was really cool um, very cool and you went to the game before i went to the game before yeah to see it firsthand yeah well. it was super fun uh number two happened recently be the mark miller ride along oh yeah That's, number two huh that was that'd be number two yeah honestly that was a lot of fun i never thought i would ever ride in uh in a race car uh, going 120 miles an hour with a real race with car, a real driver, race car driver, not just yeah. with somebody who's like, "Hey, yeah. let's floor it." Yeah, that's <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, and I guess you can combine that in with the Indy 500 and kind of writing about that. That right. was just a really unique experience I never thought would happen, and that's why it's so high up on my list uh, for number two. And, and you got to experience it, even though you weren't going that fast. <laughs> no, no, I get sick easy, um, unfortunately, uh, and uh, I'm not I. Maybe I shouldn't admit this to everybody else, but I kind of got sick on the Ferris wheel at the Dutch <laughs> Village with oh, my no. kids. So I went around with Mark Miller. We were going to just show the track, like just to to see the whole road race track and see what it was like in South Haven. And we were going about, we topped off at about like 55. Yeah, 55, 60, something like that. Yeah. And which that still was fast for that track. Which is still fast because a, there's a lot of turns. So that that was enough for my stomach, unfortunately. I would have loved. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't have wanted to. You know, I would love to go on some like roller coasters yeah. and stuff, but I just really don't feel like throwing up on my kids. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's the right <laughs> choice. So, um, but it was really cool. It was really cool to go to see, yeah. to see his mindset driving, to see what those courses really look like because and then to watch you flying around and brian our digital director flying around um was pretty fun to watch um even from the outside yes so well i I was watching them too and they were going real fast when i was taking some photos and it's it's impressive from the inside and the outside um so it was was a lot of fun i'll never forget when we got out of the car i wanted to go again and it was brian's turn and he asked me how fast you know if 120 was fast and i said of course it was and he said i wasn't that was not fast for me and my my jaw kind of dropped, and I thought, "There's no way! Like, how do you do yeah. this?" Yeah, it was really, yeah. yeah, really cool. It was just slow for Mark Miller, man. Yeah, just slow. Uh, but he's that's why he's one of the best drivers around. Yeah, I mean, he leads the point standings in the Trans Am series after Detroit too. Yeah, as well, it's pretty exciting. So, good for him. Uh, number one for me, and you'll be able to guess this. Uh, if you know me quite well. I wonder. Um, it was uh, being at the Joe Louis Arena's final game. Don't stop. Uh, believe it <laughs> the the cherry on top of that was interviewing steve eiserman mm-hmm. that that at was, that game at that game um he was my idol um growing up as a kid loving hockey and playing hockey so uh being there we were both there together and we 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 i mean we covered that game 
Yeah, we got to split to up and do a lot of things. I mean, I you got to do the Eisman one. I had interviewed him before, and I no longer could hold that over your head after that day, <laughs> after right. that day. But it was a very cool divide and conquer kind of thing that we were able to do yeah. um, at that. And uh, and just to sit in there when all those players came out uh, one by one and sat yeah. there to be in that arena. Um, to be sitting there or stand, well, we're mostly standing at that yeah, point. But I was kind of crouched. But yeah, but to it. be able to be stand there, take some pictures, and just soak it in um, was incredible. Because as reporters, we don't always get to soak things in. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I can't think of that many times when I've had. First of all, with the deadline, you don't have that kind of time. No, no, not you don't at have all. that kind of time. I've had two two other times to soak it in that I can remember like vividly. One was when Maglio hit the home run to win the pennant in 2006, and I know you were there too. I was there, but you, I was only uh, you 15, were. T- I was 15 years old in the upper deck. You were working though, Section right? Section 333. Yeah, he was an. an oh no, usher. I, no, I was you were, no, you're not. You're not you I know. was there as a fan. Yeah. You were there as a fan. Okay, With and I dad. was there as a. I was there working and uh, having some of the tigers uh, pour champagne on my head. After winning the pennant, that's when you're interviewing somebody. It's yeah, I was interviewing Verlander. That's right. And uh, Will Ledesma dumped a bottle of champagne on my head. It's hard not to soak that in when it really soaks yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> and you can smell it too. <laughs> and the the other one that 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 comes with that too is uh, like the we- two weeks before, the same thing happened to me in the Whitecaps won the Midwest League, and that was back when we covered the Whitecaps a little bit more. Because I mean they were good there for one, people here too but there were well. more people on the staff. We had four or five people on the staff, not two. Um, so we covered. I think I covered like thirty-five games that year, um, and they were real good. They had a lot of prospects on that team, a lot of guys that ended up making the Tigers. Um, but that was super fun, and so so in a two-week span, I got to those. You when they literally soak in, they soak yeah, in. Exactly. Um, there's been a few others, but like. Those are the ones that stick out because they were. You don't know if they're going to win. You know what right. I mean. You don't. You also don't. There's very few times in your career where you're like, I better not get pulled over. Yeah. On the way home because you smell like champagne. You smell like champagne. Uh, well, I should say for the Whitecaps, it was a bunch of cans of beer. It was yeah. not. It yeah. was not champagne. A little, a little cheaper, but it was still fun. Uh, sometimes that's more fun to shake up some of those cans. They had a lot of fun with that. It's exploding. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I get what you're saying. I mean, Chris, and, and to be there with you, too, which was really cool because I know how much you love hockey. So I was like feeling it for me, but also feeling it for yeah. you at the same time. So I got to live vicariously through you, but also being there, <laughs> yeah. um, which which was really cool. And just to soak that in. Um, what was your favorite moment of that um, part of it? My favorite moment was was actually the when they all walked out. And you're talking about it. They sat down, and then "Don't Stop Believing" was playing, and the and the entire crowd was singing it. And I videoed it, and and it was amazing to see that uh, in yeah, person. That was super um, cool. That song definitely means a lot to me in my life. So. Right. Um, that's only because you were born in South Detroit. That's right. I am. <laughs> I am. If there was a South Detroit, if there was a South, an actual which, South Detroit. Well, it's actually Windsor, but uh, right, I, know, so. <laughs> I am from Downriver, which is south of Detroit. Right. So it's it's almost quite literal for me. Yeah, um, there's not much that's south of Detroit that's still in Michigan, but yeah. you, but your spot is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, there are two more things that I don't really have as my favorite moments, but they're kind of they're special moments for me. Okay, and it, I wouldn't necessarily call this one my favorite, but I always feel um, I feel honored that I was able to tell the story of Bryce Thomas after he um, mm-hmm. died. Um, yeah, over a year and a half ago now. Um, 
telling a story through his friends and family um, after writing about his baseball career uh, a year prior and how good he was for West Ottawa and, and his mm-hmm. and his resurgence after Tommy John surgery. Um, I'll never forget that. That will stick with me forever. Um, it, it was something you never want to write or have to write never about write ever but, again. But you were able to keep to keep his memory alive really yeah. i mean and that's important uh, an important part of what we do also um we hope we don't have to do it very often um but yeah you really handled that that very well and that was something that uh, was very important to the west auto community i know they really appreciated how you uh were able to handle that and balance things and obviously you know it's never i mean it's happened to me a couple kids too that have that have a couple people who have died over the years that have been athletes that i've yeah uh that i've covered as well and it's 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 not easy and it really it really toes the line of being you know of objective reporting and personal because it is personal it's impossible not to be personal when it's somebody you know yeah um it's emotional and, you and have it's, to it is. That. it's really emotional and but yeah like i said you handled that very well and that was to me um I hope I hope our listeners are still listening <laughs> at this point. We're um, almost done, but that, I don't know. They might have just heard number one of them. You know, it's possible. It's possible. But to me, that was your signature moment as a journalist here. Um, the way you handled that, and the way um, the way you're able to toe that line perfectly for the situation. So, um, so well done. It was very difficult. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was very difficult. Just to give a little insight into how I, not all reporters brains works, but how my brain worked during that was to, to ask the right questions and not go overboard with it and also get some emotional comments because that's how they're feeling. And I know that's how I'm feeling about it too. Yeah. You can't hide from the emotion. Right. So when I, when I was done writing those stories, I actually went home and cried. Like I'm not surprised. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not surprised. It was so difficult. It's so taxing. Those situations, they're no fun. So we are, we are all human and we have emotions and we have to be able to hold it in until Mm -hmm. we're not in sight because it's very difficult for us. Yeah. It's, Um, I've had those moments too. I would guess that every, every good journalist that's had to deal with those kind of issues has had those moments because you just, you know, it's so much, you have to hold, like you said, you have to hold it in while you're working and while you're writing it because you you just have to hold it together to tell the story properly. Yeah. Um, but once that, you're done, but once you're done, that emotion, like the you know, it just drops and it can it can get real dark too. I mean, it's hard. You know, that's why I can never be like a crime and cops and courts reporter. There's too many too many things huh. I wouldn't be able to handle. Um, but uh, yeah, you just when if anything like that happens, you hope you can handle it well. Um, but also, it's it's good to know that it's okay to be emotional about things too. I mean, that's I'm, I'm that's another reason why there was such a signature moment for you too, is because you had to span the emotion and the humanity of things as well as the professionalism yeah. of the thing, and that's really hard to do. And you can't learn it until it happens. Yep, exactly. And right. that's uh, you don't ever want it to happen. So you can't ever prepare for it. Uh, it's just something you have to but deal it, with. But it was, and it was yeah. good. Yeah. The other, um, n- again, it's again not on a list. But the other thing for me that that can't be listed because it's going to be above everything, all, all, all everything else. Um, I wrote one pint pick in my time here, and it 
turned out to be my first date with my current girlfriend. <laughs> nice. So we went to New Holland Brewing for our first date, and she helped me with the pine pick, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, I'd say that's worked out pretty good for you. I'd say so, too. So <laughs> I have to mention that because I'm one for one on pine picks. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> right. That's right. Oop, yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll just leave that there. Um, and then a little a little addendum to the the last game at the Joe is we both kind of got to bookend it by being at the first game of That's Little right. Caesars Arena yep. too, um, so we got to kind of be at those signature moments. I mean, there's only one last game ever, and there's only one ever one first game ever, and uh, we were there, and we were there for both of them, and that was that was really cool, and uh, and I, I got to relive more of my ho- like I I like I mean baseball is my thing, obviously right. hockey's your thing. But hockey's like my second thing, like as far as like pro sports, um, and you got to you helped me relive my hockey fandom, and I really appreciate that because when I was a kid, I loved hockey. We played almost as much roller hockey outside as we did baseball, and uh, I knew everything about every team when oh, I was yeah. growing up. Yeah, and uh, there was a time. I mean, a lot of times when you work so much as we do in the evenings covering stuff you miss out on things like i miss out on like i always had to know what the red wings are doing because we had to put that in the paper and the pistons tigers lions cubs you know those are always i'm always going to be aware of what's going on even if i don't read every story in detail um you have an idea of you know what's going on you know what the themes are whatever and you know your teams um and i had to get to know the griffins too obviously working here a little bit too but i know I, I'm i back as far as a ho- full hockey fan, not just a Red Wings fan, being able to, you know, to know some things about some of the other teams, um, which I'm glad that you kind of brought that back into my life because I think that was really fun when I used to know that stuff. You've seen me with my old school hockey jersey, oh, yeah, my Trevor ones. Linden, Vancouver Canucks, and Ronnie Francis, Hartford Whalers, and Mike Madonna, Minnesota yeah, North Stars, and stuff. And, and, of course, Eisman constantinov um so um don't worry luke i got your uh t- i got your tampa <laughs> your tampa shirt um gotta get the red wings one though too um so so thanks for that i mean and that's the least of things i want to thank you about but like it's been it's been a real pleasure it's been a lot of fun um, yeah. we've, we've had a good ride this is one of the golden eras we've had in the sentinel sports uh for as much of what's ha- what is happening out there in the sports with 50 oh, some yeah. division one athletes Kirk Cousins, Luke Witkowski, Coriante DeBerry, Mark Miller, Mark Miller, <laughs> um all the swimmers um you know, we've got our hands in a lot of different arenas. We've had, you know, Michigan and Michigan State players play, we've had uh great regional, national, all kinds of things. Um, it's hard to get much better from an area of this size. I don't think it's possible, really. There's some incredible um, athletes around here and teams, and it's spread out. It's not like it's yeah. a smaller spot where it's all one school that does the same thing, you know. Um, but also the fact that we, uh, you know, not to not to be a a horn tutor, but beep beep. I think we covered them pretty good. I think we covered them pretty so. well. I think we're able to. I mean, it's obviously very lucky for us to be able to be in a spot where we have so many great stories to tell. Um, but but there's never been a, a run of years like this um, across the board where it seems like every sport in every school is getting better and better and better. And they're sending more and more and more. There's like uh, 
there's like from this area not i mean there's a few you know it's 10 high schools but really from like our you know six biggest schools or whatever we've got like 50 60 70 no 70 kids this year going to play college athletics alone yeah just this year alone 60 something i think it is um but that's that's a ton that's insane um so we obviously know the level of play is is really really good so it's always been our challenge uh, challenge accepted to uh to have our coverage rise to the level of what is going on around here um we've you know we've seen all the track teams have been great cross-country teams have been great swimming has been great forever um basketball and football teams have been have been great tennis teams have been great we've have i mean soccer has been great we, we've had so many different things there's no weak link in the there's no we got here. baseball and softball i mean like i mean that's that's where we're at right now it was a it was a, a slightly down year for softball this year because there was no ultra elite team yeah there was just a lot of really good teams if that's our down year it's impressive that's pretty impressive so i mean that's we're 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 uh we've always been really blessed to be doing what we do here um uh, and it's been a lot of fun but so yeah chris thanks for helping make it fun it's been fun but it's been serious too we've been able yeah. to balance that um we're supposed to have fun at our jobs uh maybe i mean everyone's supposed to i don't know if that always we, works we but us, especially we fun. doing what we do and making the sacrifices to do what we do we better have fun um with the hours we work and the you know and everything else but it we, we've been able to balance that fun and professional line with what we do and i think that that's um yeah that's why it's been the golden era here and uh Hopefully it continues. Oh, I'm sh- well, it'll it's big shoes. We got some big shoes to fill, and it's not just because your feet are so dang big. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for proving that that uh, gingers can do it. And uh, <laughs> go gingers. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just it's it's been great. So um, if you see Chris around, I mean, he's not leaving the area. Um, I'll still feel, be in Grand Rapids. Feel feel free to. Uh, it's not like he's going to be gone forever either. But feel free to. Uh, Wish him well, kick him in the shins, whatever your preference is. Yeah. Um, I take all kinds. I of think I'm going to do both preferences. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that. Would, anything else you want to say? Final th- final thought with Chris Zadarosny and his final podcast. I've truly enjoyed working with you. Um, it's been just a great three years, and the athletes around here have been phenomenal. Teams, coaches, parents. I, I have no complaints. the The people here have been fantastic, and I look forward to helping out in the future as a freelancer. For sure. Well, we're going to miss you around here for sure. And uh, the big shoes to fill. But seriously, you guys see him. Kick him in the shins. Tell him I said so. Um, you got a few but, more days. Yep. So uh, that's all from the press box. Um, for uh, Dan Diodana, we've got, for the last time signing off, it's Chris Zadarazny. All right. Enjoy your summer, everyone. <laughs>